You're listening to the People Over Profit podcast. Hi, I'm Justine Beauregard. Since 2008, I've helped scale multiple businesses to seven, eight, and nine figures by focusing on quality connections, not vanity metrics. For decades, we've been taught to believe that business is just a numbers game, but really, it's a relationships game. Gone are the days of prioritizing money over our missions and the people that our businesses are built to support. I created this podcast because I want you to make a difference in the world without feeling like you have to sacrifice your income or your integrity to do it. If you're building a business that puts people first, you belong here. Now, let's spend some quality time together. If I asked you right now, what is your ideal customer thinking? How does it feel? Does it feel somewhat elusive or hard to grasp or just out of reach or maybe too complex? I come across this a lot when I talk to people about their ideal customers and it always feels like this big hurdle, like everyone is different, I don't really know. Every time I talk to someone, my ideas about what they're thinking changes based on those conversations and people are always growing and changing and how am I expected to follow all of that? And the problem is we're overcomplicating it. What if it were a lot simpler than all of that? I think it is. I think we just spend so much time thinking about our business and how we're gonna grow and what we think that they want that we don't invest any of our time actually thinking about them or even talking directly to them. So today, I wanna invite you to do just that. I want you to spend some time thinking about your customers, particularly your current customers and your best ones. I want you to think about your future customers too, but since most of us create businesses to solve the problems that we once experienced, I also want you to think back to who you once were before you started the business that you have. The minute you remember who you were then and you learn to tap back into or connect to that version of yourself, you can also get access to your thoughts as your ideal customer. And if we're being honest, you're probably still this person in many ways. So it's not as disconnected as you might think. I'll get super vulnerable and transparent with you about this, okay? Sometimes I am not great at selling. I get into my weird brain and feel desperate and panicky and try new things, who knows why, and they don't work. The conversation falls flat or it doesn't go well or I screw it up or I lose the sale. And in fact, a few weeks ago, I took a discovery call with someone who I probably should not have taken a discovery call with, and this person was not my ideal customer. But I took the meeting, and midway through the call, this person actually stopped me and said, how do you think it's going? And I kind of froze for a second, and then I said, I don't think it's going well. And they said, yeah neither do I. And then we opened up a dialogue about it and we just talked through it. And what ended up coming out of that conversation was so powerful. And I didn't close that customer and we were not a good fit to work together, but we did learn things about each other. And we did create a level of mutual respect and trust having that open dialogue and conversation and we left on a really beautiful note it's so much harder to learn and to grow and to become your best when you're always winning when everything feels easy 
right? I love to be challenged and take risks and do scary things. And I don't think that it's this big courageous move or anything. I just do it scared. I'm willing to feel like a failure and look like an idiot because I want to get better. I'm willing to push myself and take calls that probably aren't a fit just to see how it goes. I'm a lot more willing to do all of that than to stay in my comfort zone and stay the same, never improve, never grow. I'm the person who was picked on in school because I sat in the front row voluntarily. And did I care what people thought about me? Yeah, of course I care about what people think about me. But I also don't care enough to let it stop me. And you know what? I was voted most likely to succeed in high school. That was my superlative in the yearbook. And I feel like I'm pretty successful now. So all those people who made fun of me, I don't even remember their names. I don't even remember the specific scenarios in which I was made fun of. All I remember is how it felt to get excited when I knew the answer to a question and I would throw my hand up in the air for the third time in a row and have my teacher say, does anyone but Justine want to answer this question? And I would fight with my teachers sometimes out of principle and my mom would actually have to come down to the school to defend me. And she always did. She always stuck up for me. She always took my side because she knew that I was a strong-willed woman from a young age and that no one was going to make me feel less than for having an opinion. And I've always welcomed dialogue. I've always tried things and pushed myself out of my comfort zone and done the scary thing. That's just who I am. I own that. There are things about you that you need to own as well, risks that you need to take and welcome in with open arms and do it scared. I'll give you another little glimpse into my backstory. I was actually at a networking meeting a few months ago and we were talking about how we grew up and different fun facts and things about ourselves. And I was actually in high school, I was a Wiccan cheerleader if you can believe this. (laughs) I actually had a seance in my driveway with all of the cheerleaders that I was friends with. And it was ridiculous. We did like love spells and got wax all over the driveway. And my mom wanted to kill me, but I just wanted to try everything. And I got people on board with my weird ideas as if I didn't really care if it worked out. I didn't really care because it wasn't the point. The point was exploring and having fun and enrolling people in a vision. Life is meant to be lived. Possibility is meant to be explored. Your potential is never meant to be captured. It's always going to grow. That's why it's called your potential. And I think the fact that we never know our true potential is such a beautiful gift to have this boundless opportunity right in front of you to build a business that can be infinitely bigger than you've ever imagined and to impact not just people right now today in this moment, but long term with legacy that you create and you leave behind. If podcasts are around 100 years from now, someone might stumble across this very episode. They might get to know me. They might think that what I just shared is the coolest thing in the world. So now that you know what I'm thinking, let's shift out of my little ADHD tangent and backstory and get back to the subject at hand, which is knowing exactly what your ideal customer is thinking. One way I love to do this is asking specific questions of myself about my ideal customers. So I like to just kind of shake out my body, calm down my breathing, 
sit in a quiet place. I personally like to cross my legs and close my eyes and just spend time thinking about how they feel right now. If I were one of them, what am I experiencing? Where do I feel stuck? Where do I feel hopeful? What questions do I have? Where am I spending my time? Really try on the persona of your ideal customer. Even just as simple as, what did I think the moment I woke up today? Or what was that first thing that I did, that first action that I took? Did I wake up and work out? Did I hop in the shower immediately? Did I scroll TikTok for an hour? Did I wake up feeling stressed and anxious? Did I wake up feeling hopeful and excited? And by getting kind of into the mindset of your ideal customer, this is going to do a couple of things. First thing it will do is help you try on what it feels like to be that person, which gives you a ton more empathy for their current circumstances. Even if it's just a fake, made-up scenario in your brain, you're still envisioning what it feels like to be them. And the second thing it's going to do is give you a frame of reference so you can start to relate to them in the things that you share, like in your social media content. So you might start off a post with, this morning when you rolled over and started scrolling your TikTok on your phone, you may have been thinking A, B, or C. Right, So now you're putting yourself in their shoes. You're allowing them to see themselves in your content. And I also love thinking about what they really want but are maybe afraid to say out loud. So maybe you coach people on how to create great video for social media. And that person is thinking, well, I see all these other people's videos, but I feel like my industry is too boring, or I hate my voice on camera, or no one wants to listen to me, or I don't have enough clout yet in my industry, or maybe you're a personal trainer and that person is thinking, I really want to learn how to do push-ups, but I'm so afraid that I'm going to look like an idiot in the gym, or that I'm too out of shape that I'll never be able to do it. Or maybe you're a sales coach like me and your ideal client is thinking, my offer is so good and it's so annoying that no one knows about me. Like, why have I not made sales yet? I have this amazing offer. I'm not making the money I want to be making, maybe even that I deserve to be making. And then I like to take it one step further and think about the habits that contribute to those fears and those outcomes or those lack of outcomes. Like, why doesn't anyone know about my offer? Why am I not making the money I want to be making? Why am I not at the level that I feel I deserve to be at? Why am I not getting recognition? What am I missing? What am I not doing enough of? Where do I need to be more courageous? Where do I need to be more bold? Where do I need to evaluate my actions to make sure that they're doing what I want them to be doing? And this will help you think about their experience, how they're feeling, what's holding them back the opportunities that are ahead of them. Because the minute you can see what they're not doing, you as the expert see a bunch of opportunities for what they could be doing. So if I asked you right now, how do you guarantee that you will not get customers right now? It's easy to come up with all the ways you will not get customers. Well, I would just stop showing up on social media. I would never make an offer to anybody. I would never cold call. I definitely wouldn't send any emails. And all of those things that your brain goes to, these are the things that are hopefully going to create the opportunities of more customers. 
as soon as you say, I definitely wouldn't show up on social media, your brain just went to social media. And your brain is telling you that if you show up more on social media or if you show up differently on social media, you're going to get customers. Now you can start to kind of think through okay, this is how I might do that. This is what that could look like. And if you're the person guiding someone through that process, you're also building trust with them, right? And once you start doing that, you can think about why someone might not be doing those things. They might be very simple. They might be very obvious, but they're still not doing them. So why not? And if they are doing them, why aren't they working yet? If you can show them that the reason their social media posts are not working yet then they're going to trust you to help make them work. If you can give them an obvious and reasonable explanation for it, they're going to start to wonder, okay, what else could I do? What else does this person know? Right? So in order to make more sales, you need to show up more on social media, but you might be fearful that people are going to just scroll right by your posts or make fun of you or it's not going to do anything, or it's not going to go viral, or maybe it'll get a bad response. And maybe you're posting every day on social media and it's not getting any traction. No one's following you. No one is, you know, interacting with your content or engaging with your content except for bots. And why is that? I might do a post about this and say something like, maybe it's time to do a quick audit of your profile. Give me, you know, a DM with this word in it and I'll go assess what your profile looks like to me from the outside looking in. Or maybe I'll ask you to drop an A, B, or C. Which of these following things do you want to work on? Is it your content pillars? Is it how often you're showing up? Is it your graphic design? Right? Maybe I do another post just talking about how important your messaging strategy is and that you need to take control of your audience growth and kind of creating that awareness for you. And you go, ooh, interesting. Yes, I agree that my messaging needs work, but what do I do to fix it? Now they're going to reach out and ask questions, right? Or I don't know how to take control of my audience growth. What can I do to influence that? Okay, let's talk about that. Right? The more you spend time thinking about your ideal customers and putting yourself in their shoes, telling their stories in other people's words or in your words, and thinking about their unlimited potential instead of your own, you stop stressing about you, your brand, your growth, or lack thereof. Right, You spend so much more time thinking about them You don't spend a lot of time overanalyzing and judging and doubting and fearing and worrying about you. Instead, you just show up in service of those people. And by showing up for them, they are appreciating you and they are wanting to show up for you in return. They are more engaged. They are more likely to convert. They are happier and more joyful. They will actively look for your content and they will buy from you. Or at the very least, they will share your content with people and give you a little digital currency for doing the right thing and being helpful and showing up in that way, and that's going to pay you back. No matter what, you are going to perform much better when you put your ideal customers at the core of all that you do. And this is just the start of how you do that. It's very simple things, but very mindful actions that you're taking to put them at the core, at the nucleus of your business and brand, and allow that to radiate out into all of the things that you do. So I invite you to try this today. 
Try this on. Do these activities. See what pops up for you. See where you get stuck. Notice where those opportunities are. And if you need help with the sales side, reach out to me. I'm the best at it. I can help you nail your message quickly and sell more things to more people. That's my zone of genius and joy. All right. So have an incredible week and I will talk to you soon. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to tag me with your thoughts and feedback at Justine Beauregard Coach on Instagram or Facebook. And if you have ideas for future episodes, I'd love to hear them. Just send an email to justine at justinebeauregard.com. And if you haven't yet, don't forget to click that subscribe button and rate and review the show. Your feedback means a lot to me and allows us to keep learning and growing together. I'll see you next week.